can I multiply that? I mean, can I take 600 bucks a month times 240? That puts you at 150 grand a month in revenue. Yeah, that's that's the way the math works. I'll, uh, <laughs> for political reasons, I won't confirm or deny that, but that, that sounds yeah about right. Yeah. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to getlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to getlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at getlatka.com. Hey folks, my guest today is Matt Ford. He's an entrepreneur, engineer, creator, artist, spiritual being out of Austin, Texas, now building prism.fm. He helps make planning live music events easier. Matt, you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. Thank you. I was worried about you during COVID. There was no live music events happening. How'd you survive? It, there, we actually, we found the silver lining through the pandemic for sure um it's amazing to say that now in hindsight there was definitely a moment in the heart of it where it was hard to see the other side of it but our basic hypothesis the whole time was this was going to be a brief moment in time there was going to be a live music industry on the other side of the pandemic and if we use this time extremely wisely we can come out on the other side extremely strong and i'm happy to say that that's what happened um we ended up emerging with twice as much revenue as we had. We closed the series A. So you're, you're over a one, you're over 1.2 million then now in ARR. Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 Or right uh, around there. We, we were back then we're much higher now. Um, I guess. Yeah. When, when I, the pandemic, I, I was actually counting was counting like March of 2022 is basically when I wrote the pandemic off as being closed. And we've had some good growth since then as well. Yeah, that's incredible. Now, did you pivot the company or you still are doing software for live managing live events? We did not pivot the company. So um, most of our customers, we we use it to our advantage for sure. And I'll 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 share that. But our, our core business, we we kept the same uh software as a service for the people putting on live music events. The the big thing that we added during the pandemic was we brought on the other side of the live music marketplace. So there is venues, promoters, and talent agents. Um, and we added talent agents as a, as a new business line during the pandemic. Um, we're about six months into a beta. We have around 20 customers and, um, and the customers are loving it. We've identified a a small list of things that we need to do to really sweep that side of the market. And, um, and we're closing in our, on our vision of being the ubiquitous solution for all sides of the live music marketplace. So things. Things are frankly really, really great. So yeah. So just to be clear, your talent agencies, the event venues, and then the talent, the bands themselves. You're working with all three. So so the talent agencies and the bands are one group. Um, the talent agency represents the band, and then there's the venue and the promoter. So those are the three that we're working with. And the venue Do you make money on all three lines there? Yes. Yeah. The same model on all of them. It's like a percent or something, or is one paying a SAS fee, one's a percent? We have a basic SaaS fee. We want to move into some more transaction-based things, but for the time being, we've um, yeah, we're at a basic SaaS fee. We actually we just redid our pricing on the venue and the promoter side of the company. It's the most mature side of our product, so we're getting to a place where I'm I'm really pleased and happy with um, our our pricing model. What are um, they yeah. paying per month these days? 
it's all over the board. Um, our average comes in around 8K a month. Okay. Um, but we have enterprise clients that are paying $250,000 a year. Um, we have some legacy customers that are still paying $2,000, $1,000 a year. I mean, one of the cool things that happened is when we launched Prism, we were getting beat up for $1,000 a year. Promoters were saying, hey, 1000 bucks a year, let's get that down to 800 bucks a year, 600 bucks a year. It was only on pure faith that I kept running the business in that moment. Um, but now we have a customer paying us over $250,000 a year and they're not alone. Um, and that's a paradigm shift at the company. So, I'm, I mean, it, we, it's not like we've won the war, um, but, you know, th- that's very, very encouraging to start to have people pay us real money for our service. Yeah. Very few founders make that gap, right? Going, I mean, we know it needs to happen at some point, but very few do it, much less when they're going through COVID with what you were doing. Like, how did you have the confidence to, with a straight face, say, no, it's 250K per year. That's the price. And I'm not discounting it. Pay it or go somewhere else. Yeah. It, um, that's yeah, there's a lot packed into that question with with that particular client we they they launched a hundred million dollar initiative they raised a hundred million dollars to um to buy music venues and to create a tremendous organization and very early on they got in touch with us they understood the value of software they've tried to build out their own systems and they know how much it costs it costs them. Yeah. So I think those were all very important factors. We didn't have to convince them of, of our value. And the price has gone up multiple times on them. And it's been rooted in software needs. So we're to be clear, they're not, we're not, they're not paying us as a consultant. They're paying us fees, SaaS yeah. fees. And we've been able to get them up over time based off of uh the features that we're pumping out. So, you know, at first, you know, we get to a certain place where Prism's running a big chunk of their operation and they're saying, hey, there's this other bucket of our business. We're spending a lot of money on it. Um, it would be really valuable for us if you could streamline and then we and then we negotiate on the fees. So through that process, we've gotten it up, up to $250,000 a year. And, and and Matt, break down this for me that the revenue buckets of these three different folks you're selling to, what percent of revenue comes from which group? By far, so venues and promoters, it's a little bit hard to distinguish because they're a lot of promoters are also venue owners. So it's really just two buckets. It's promoters and venues and agents. So just, yep. and the vast majority is our, our promoters and venues. Um, like more than 90% of your revenue? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. And how many folks are paying over there? How many customers? Well, the, the agency market's six months old. So that's probably mostly why. I see. I see. How yeah. many individual venues and promoters, like customers, do you have? Um, somewhere around 240. Wow. Okay. 240. Interesting. That's great. And you said on average, they're paying like two grand a month. Um, no, on average it's seven K a year ish. Yeah. Okay. Seven, seven K a year, 600 bucks a month, something like that. Yeah. Can, can, can I multiply that? I mean, can I take 600 bucks a month times 240? That puts you at 150 grand a month in revenue. Yeah, that's that's the way the math works. I'll, uh, <laughs> for political reasons, I won't confirm or deny that, but that, that sounds yeah about right. Yeah. Why did you decide your your funding history today? You raised a million in 2017, I believe. You raised 2.2 million in 2019. Are those both accurate? And did you raise more? The so 2019 was a bridge note that converted in 2022 um, on a on like a nine million dollar round. Yeah. The 2.2 million converted in, in from 2019 converted in 2022. Yes, it did. Yeah. Um, well, sorry, August of 2021. Yeah. Okay, got it. So you, you did around in 2021 where you raised how much? 
Yeah. Um, it, the, in total, the round was nine million, including the two million that converted in, or no? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. So you raised seven million of new capital, two million converted from twenty nineteen, and that's what you raised. Yeah. 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 I was actually closer to six, and that two. It was the 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 twenty nineteen round was. 2.9 million. And then there was interest on the note. So yeah, I see. I see what interest pretty standard six to 8%. We were 3.5% per year. Oh, that's not, that's really good. Was, that's great. Good, good negotiator. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. And it ended up working out in our favor because we had to hold on to the cash a little bit longer than expected because of the pandemic. But do you guys care about valuation right now, specifically your valuation? Do you think you might raise soon or sell a portion of the company? There is no other tool on the internet that you can use to get a better and higher valuation than FounderPath's new valuation tool. We have over 253 deals that went down over the past 30 days, all the revenue numbers, all the valuations, and the multiplier. That way you can go filter the data, find companies that are your same size, what they sold or raised for or at, and then use those as comparables in your decks to argue and debate and get a higher valuation and less dilution, which is the name of the game, less dilution. Check it out today at founderpath.com forward slash products. That's plural forward slash valuations. Again, both plural founderpath.com forward slash products forward slash valuations. And I mean, can I ask, are you comfortable sharing most books in their series? They are selling, you know, what, 10 to 15% of the business. Were you sort of in that range? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you're like 60 million post money valuation, something like that. Um, we were less than that. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is really impressive. Cause I, I remember like when we, back when we played Catan that one time, if you remember, I just remember going, man, I love this guy's energy. He's got a great product. I hope he figures out how to make money yeah. during the pandemic. <laughs> so I'm glad you you figured it out. Well, thank you for your hopes. And yeah, we did. And like I was saying, I, I have to remind myself that we slayed that dragon because it's so easy to just keep my head down oh. and it's so impressive. Yeah. It's thank you. super impressive. How many folks today are on the team full time? We, and this is one of the things that I'm most excited about is we, we've got a relatively lean team. Um, I think it's 20 full time. Um, yeah. And we are in a place where we could, I mean, we could cut and be profitable right now. Um, but with the money that we have in the bank, we have a really good shot at just, at just not raising again and going to profitability if that's what we choose. So yep. um, from a healthy place, not from a place of like having to do really aggressive cuts or anything like that. Yep. So we, we really reinvented ourselves during the pandemic. We grew revenue a lot, but we also um, set ourselves up to be a much you know, better, more profitable company in the future as well. And it just, it really has worked out in our favor. Yeah. One of the ways to capture more value for any SaaS company is to sit really close to the payment stream of your customers, help them get more payments and then take a percent fee there. Right. So you haven't yeah. moved into the percent fee model yet, but it sounds like you're thinking about it. If you do move into that, what will it look like? Yeah. Thank you for asking. We, we do. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. You, you just called out our playbook right there for sure. Um, we help them track their payments. We help them account for their payments. We help them invoice their payments. We're not actually facilitating it yet. So that would be a really tremendous line of revenue for us if we get into it. There's, um, I kind of always mess up this word, but I think the right word is it's low elasticity in the market, meaning they're extremely price sensitive. So um, sometimes a, a band might get paid $100,000 upfront if they're a big enough band or $500,000. And we streamlined the problem of like keeping track of a huge mess around payments. 
but not a big enough problem to get like an ongoing 5% fee or something like yeah. that. Um, our clients would just go around us, if you will. So we're trying to figure out if it boils down to a few basis points, if it's just ba- baked into their software subscription. And it's really just this thing that like locks, you know, locks in our ubiquity because we're also handling the payments and we get it back into fees. So it's an ongoing exploration, but, you know, frankly, it's a bit of a horizon project for us. We're fully focused on what I would say, like completing the initial mission and it'll never be complete, but our, our eyes are set on being the ubiquitous software solution for the live music industry. And I think in the next six months, we're going to see that happen. Um, Matt, really how much happen. revenue do you send right now? If you track all the revenue going through your system today, how much is it annually right now? If we track, if we... All, like all, in all the payments across. Yeah, yeah. Everything you sit on top of, all the payments it's, you process. It's in the billions. Yeah, I don't want to give you too um, specific of a number. You said millions uh, or B, billions? B. Yeah, B, yeah. billion. Yeah. yeah. Well, so I mean, I mean so, so if you can figure that number out, right? You know, 1% of a billion, obviously, that starts to get very interesting very quick. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, very cool. Heck of a story here. Let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, last book you read. I'm reading... Leonardo da Vinci's biography by Walter Isaacson. And it's absolutely incredible and very inspiring and very interesting. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? I give you the same answers. <laughs> um, not the book, but the CEO one. Ugh. I'm still... Yeah, okay, let me ask a different... Get, tell me an artist there you you're really impressed by because they really think like a business CEO. They're, also, they're not just talented artists. They're also a really good business person. That's a good question. That's a good one. This is this is the one that pops to mind. I saw Grimes on a podcast recently, and I think she's super smart and interesting and a cool person. And uh, she kind of blew my mind. Uh, yeah, it's that a works. Answer, but yeah, that she, works. Grimes she was on the Lex Friedman podcast is really good. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building Prism? We just subscribed to Referral Rock. I'll give them a shout out. Um, it's I wouldn't say it's my favorite yet because we're just getting it going, but. It's a CRM for a referral program. And I think it's really smart. Uh, it's a great price point. It's a good tool. Um, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm excited that it's going to be a valuable thing for us. All right, fair enough. Referral rock. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? And I get a referral price for referral rock. So if anyone signs up, there you go. From me, um, how many hours of sleep? Hours of sleep, yeah. I go for seven to eight. Sleep is extremely important to me. I'm a big believer of um, of of doing the things, sleep, meditation, exercise, so that when I'm not, so that I'm when I'm working, I can get that time back because my energy is just really that good. So I believe that health pays dividends, and that's the model I follow. I love that about you. Uh, number four uh, situation: married, single, kiddos. Uh, one kid, single. Um, yeah, but I'm. Um, you know, interested. So he's still playing the drums or what? (laughs) My kid. Yeah. I feel, I feel like you showed me a picture of him jamming on a drum set. He is, uh, he is really into drawing right now. He has submitted a bunch of ideas to Legos and Mattel for new toy ideas. So I'm really cultivating that passion of his both like engineering and drawing is what he's into right now. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay. Matt, and how old are you? Uh, 33. 33. Last question. Something you wish you knew when you were 20. Thank you. Oh gosh. That's a great question. <laughs> I, I wish I would have come prepared for a better 13 one. years ago. Prioritize emotional health, like your life and success depends on it because it probably does. 
Guys, that's a good one. Prism.fm launched in 2017. <laughs> Talk about emotional health. This guy made it through the pandemic when he was selling software to live event venues. There was yes. no live music happening. How did he survive? Not only did he survive, he more than like tripled his revenue, right? Called over $155,000 a month in revenue. That's up from 2018 when I had him on. He was doing 15000 a month in revenue. Now working with over 240 customers. His customers are mainly, again, these uh, these event venues and promoters. 90% of his revenue is there right now. His biggest customers pay two, over $250,000 per year. He's thinking about, can I get in the transaction business model as well? We sit on billions of dollars of transaction volume that these artists are getting paid and the venues are paying them and promoters are making. And he's actively thinking about that. So we'll see what happens. Prism.fm. Matt, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you so much. Appreciate it.